Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. That was Wen from Washington, D.C.'s Mortal Ground. That's off of their new EP, Natural Causes, which was released back in October, a three-song EP, a follow-up to their first EP, Germs of Empires. You got some thrash, you got some hardcore, you got some uh, hip-hop even in the delivery, the vocals. A cool, brooding track from Mortal Ground. Again, the song is called When. It's off of their new EP, Natural Causes, out now, available everywhere. Engineered, mixed, and mastered by my birthday buddy, Len Carmichael. Happy birthday, Len. I know you and I just celebrated a birthday not a couple days ago. Five days ago, to be exact. Four days ago, if I do my math correctly. So good for us. For more information on Mortal Ground, please just go to gettingitout.net slash mortalground. It'll be there. Or something like that. Go to the site, hit the Feature Bands section, and search 
for Mortal Grounds. Go to the site, hit the magnifying glass, type in Mortal Ground. It'll get you there. And while you're there, you can also search for Rambo. But first, you should listen to my conversation on this episode of Getting It Out Podcast with Tony Crosdale, the vocalist of Rambo. But first, how about some hot zone, baby? Yeah, what's good, all you bitches and bitches? It's the illustrious hot zone back at it again with another podcast intro. They said, oh, you want to do a podcast intro for the Getting It Out Podcast? said, oh, shit, I got to write a rap first, don't I? They said, no, you don't got to write a rap first. It's a hardcore podcast. said, all right, I think I can maybe make that happen. Let's see what we can do. Kick it. Make family out of friends, make friends out of enemies. Peace to my family, make friends till they bury me. All the places we've been, we're never sitting it out. We be getting it in, where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been, we're never sitting it out. We'll be getting it in, where you getting it out? So this is my first post-birthday episode of 2022. Keep track of that, if you don't mind, if you can, if you will, if you could be so kind. And uh, I want to tell you a little bit about my birthday. I had a great time for a couple days. I haven't gone to work since it, which is good. There was a weekend in there, but uh, I'm on my fourth day of not working at the moment, so that's great. Uh, On my birthday... I went to see the Lemonheads with my beautiful wife. It was actually her birthday gift that happened to fall on my birthday day. And that was totally cool with me. And the show was incredible. Okay. I've heard the things about going to see Lemonheads these days. So I knew what to expect from Evan Dando and crew. But it was still highly entertaining. Interesting. Some people would say downright sad. Demoralizing. Uh, a lot of people that I know that were there, a few of the people that I know that were there, didn't say great things, but also everybody had a compliment in there, too. The guy's still got a great voice. It just seems he's having trouble getting it together enough to perform. But that's just the way it is, I guess. So uh, if you get a chance to go see Lemonheads on this upcoming tour, please do. I think it's worth it. I had fun. I enjoyed it. Perhaps you will, too. I guess it just depends on uh, what your expectations are. Anyway. Some good old-fashioned rock music from the 1990s, way back in the 1990s. It was good. It was good. It was entertaining. Anyway, I said that already. The next day, the very next day, I was off to Philadelphia for the 76ers versus the Milwaukee Bucks for a game I was very excited about. I specifically picked this game to go to, not just because it was the day after my birthday, but because they were playing the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo. I got to see that guy in person, so I did. And he was great. As expected, he's massive, he's awesome, but he wasn't awesome enough because Joel Embiid was there. And Joel Embiid was about the only sixer that was there because though Tyrese Maxey had probably his best half of basketball ever in the first half, he fucking fractured his foot at the end of it. So he was out. So it was left to my man Embiid to make the comeback. And that he did. Full on delivered. Still undefeated. The Sixers have never lost with me in attendance. The streak continues. And that was against one of the best teams in the league. I'll have you know that last year they demolished the Eastern Conference champion Boston Celtics while I was in attendance. The year before that, they demolished the defending champion Toronto Raptors. The year before that... They demolished Utah Jazz in that stupid Rookie of the Year runner-up, Donovan Mitchell, and that Frenchman, Rudy Gobert. The year before that, Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum had nothing from Portland. I'm just telling you, they're just, just going backwards. Look at the track record. When I'm at the game, the Sixers win. I need to go to every game now. That's the way it should be. Although now half the team, a couple days later, half the team is now out with broken feet. Uh, Joel Embiid included. So that big game that I was considering going to, the Nets game with the Ben Simmons return this Tuesday, now doesn't isn't going to mean shit. Nobody's going to be playing. 
It's going to be uh, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, and the Nets. Kyrie Irving, maybe I don't know what his stance is or I don't know what his status is at the moment. But uh, there'll be nobody playing for the Sixers. So that game doesn't matter. And I'm so glad I chose that Bucks game. I am so glad. It was a great time. Anyway, speaking of things, you got tickets to tonight. I'm going to see Turnstile. Yeah, Turnstile in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Have you heard of that band? Pretty big now. But it'll be interesting. Um, totally psyched on it. Uh, you guys should see what psyched and excited looks like when you see me in person. My wife doesn't know what it looks like because I emit no emotions. No outwardly emotions at all. It's just a stone face. Are you excited? I am excited. Can't you tell? That's the way it goes around here. Anyway, speaking of sports, tickets, all that, the World Cup is on. As I am recording this, the USA is up by one goal on Wales, which should be easy. All right? I don't Actually, I don't know anything about this. I was going to make some joke about whales being a mammal and a, a big fish, that kind of thing. But um, that, would, that would mean there's more than one because I pluralized it. And now I lost track of the joke I was going to do. So forget it. I do want to talk a little bit about, though, the way... United States soccer fans act about the United States World Cup team. I don't understand this. I don't get it. There's this weird pretentiousness of soccer fans in the United States. They don't like the United States team. And they always wish that they would lose. Not always. All right. I was just say there's a lot of people that I know are like, oh, they're an embarrassment. And like, who's better at this? The people on the national team or your fat ass, you fan with your jersey on from another country. And I'm not like Mr. Patriot at all. Don't give a shit about that. But when this is a, it's, it's a, it's a game, right? It's just sports. It's my team versus your team. You're on the United States team. You are. Unless you were born in another country, unless you have a citizenship somewhere else, you're on the other team. It's just as dumb as living in Philadelphia and being a Cowboys fan, you loser. All right. So at any like you, you hope that they lose. What is wrong with you? Like, I don't I don't care about soccer. OK, you know, in any type of way. I've, I've learned to appreciate the game. Uh, I've been watching it all day. I watched all the matches so far. I've watched every World Cup match so far. I guess that's only like four of them. Uh, that, that's not something that I will keep up through this whole thing. But I just like sports. Right. So in any type of sport, if this was basketball, if you were like, oh, can't wait for Team USA to lose and you're like cheering on Team Spain. Which, by the way, would be Team Spain, in case you don't know, is actually the uh, the highest ranked international team right now. So first of all, you'd be, you'd be going with the front runner. You got to come to the undergo- underdogs, United States. And, uh, and root for us. Anyway, I think I'm losing track of my point. But maybe you get my point. Stop being one of those idiot soccer fans. Who do you think you are, you dork? Why do you think... Why do you think that? What, do you, what is this? I understand if maybe like your your family is from Greece and you're like, okay, I want Greece to win. Okay, I get that. That's cool. But like to actively root against the team. And again, it's like living in Philadelphia and hoping the Eagles lose. I hope you get beat up by everyone that lives here all the time, every day of your life for the rest of it. And then a little bit when you're dead too. Go USA soccer. I hope you win the whole World Cup. Though I know you won't. I still hope you do. I hope you do for the haters, mostly, but let's do it. All right, enough about sports, enough about tickets, enough about shows. Maybe not enough about, actually, you know what? Enough about shows, because this band doesn't plan to play any shows. This is, of course, the band, of course, is Rambo. I'm talking to Tony Pointless, Tony Crosdale, the lead singer of Rambo, about their new album, Defy Extinction, and why exactly they got back together. But first, let's play a track from that new record, Defy Extinction, out now, available everywhere from Relapse Records. This song is called The End Is Nigh, and then my conversation with Tony. Is my, is my. 
I am excited to talk to you because I do think Rambo is a very cool band. I was looking through my records earlier. I got a copy of Bring It sitting over here that I've had on my shelf for years. I got the Caustic Christ split up here somewhere in the right. in the uh, in the cabinet, right? So uh, definitely a band, and I think the I think I have Wall of Death or whatever the uh, CD somewhere around here too. So a band that's been on my radar for a very long time, um, and I'm very cool. I think it's very cool that you guys are coming back. Uh, but why are you coming back? You know, um, it's something I've been saying a lot. Like, we probably never should have broken up. Um, I think, you know, bands, you know, I think about our good friends in Limperist and in um, um, and in uh, um, Drop Dead, for instance. Like, you know, they just keep Pay to Black, for instance, too. Um, you know, they just go on hiatus, put out records, go on, do a tour here or there, play some shows. They might not play for months, a year or more, or a couple of years and come back. And that is pretty much, that's really common these days. Um, I think if that precedent had been set in 2007 or whatever, uh, we probably would have just gone on hiatus, but we really felt the need to, uh, um, um, really felt the need to do other things in our lives. And then, um, and we thought the band needed to end to do that. Right. Um, to right. clear our heads and kind of like, but so I think we, we, we didn't break up because we didn't like each other. And I think we still have plenty to say. I think we still wanted to, um put music together i think we wanted to write more songs together and um but it, we just felt you know like we just needed to end and do other things so <clears throat> i think it was just like it was almost like unnatural to not make music together for that time um but i think you know eventually it was just kind of like man we, you know andy got the itch to write some songs and if he's going to write songs and they're going and he's going to write songs that's going to be angry punk music like what else is he going to do besides have me sing on a, and then, you know, and bull, like, why wouldn't we do it with us? Like, you know, like we are, we are, you know, none of us have really done much. I mean, other, you know, the man's like kind of like core, a three core members. Um, and, and it's really like Andy and I are like the songwriting partnership. And then bulls just not just, but I mean, bull doesn't really collaborate in the song. Um, and he raises the baselines, but he doesn't like collaborate in the songwriting process. Um, but he collaborates more, um, and other aspects of the band. Um, but he's just been the one that's the other member that uh, has been in the band the longest besides us two. Everybody else, you know, comes and goes, um, who, who's available, you know, uh, the, cause the band started, we were a joke band. So, um, the, the initial members besides Andy and I, you know, didn't realize they were signing on to be a band that was actually going to do stuff besides kind of make it a funny demo, maybe make a seven inch or something. So, and that's kind of like freed us up in a way to like, you know, understand that like other people are going to come and go and it's going to be like this core team. Um, and that kind of frees us up to collaborate with people um, to, you know, when we need an extra guitar player to play live or, you know, drummers come and go. I mean, Dave was in us the longest and we asked him to play on the, on the record. He just didn't think he could do it. Um, so everybody's, everybody's left amicably. Um, and if we ever played live again and we wanted a second guitar player, we'd probably you know, ask Mick or Bo if they would come, you know, um, and do it, you know, rather than start from scratch as a new person, who knows? Um, so it's just kind of, I think it was just time. It was just like, you know, um, also, you know, it's kind of weird making angry music when your life is really good, when you, you know, like it's easy when you're like, <laughs> yeah, it's like easy when you're like living in like, um, you know, like a group house and you're, you're just like scraping by, like doing manual labor. And yeah, but when you like start like, getting paid to do stuff you like to do and your life's going pretty good. It kind of feels weird to be like, <laughs> Oh, can we make, uh, is this like genuine? But then like, you know, at some point, like, you're like, man, there's a lot of fucked up shit going on. Um, so kind of like, maybe we should say something about it. You know, um, it's weird. Cause it's like, it is just about the, it is just about the music, but like we are a, a political band uh, in a way. So it's like weird to like have that be part of it. Cause you know, it's not like you we just like just write songs about our emotions or like being mad about breakups right. or whatever. Like Rambo just can't do that. Wouldn't it be Rambo? It'd be another kind of band. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, in the fifteen or so years since the band did anything, it's not like the world's gotten better. So, <laughs> well, so it's gotten kind of. You know, it's, it's pretty interesting how you've always had this dichotomy of being what like you refer to as a joke band, but also being a political band. And uh, I totally understand what you're saying. Like to, to uh, our age is 
write uh, personal songs about struggle and all that, you know, that's that's not necessarily probably going to be the case for a lot of people anymore. But there's going to be things that you can come back with, like politically, that's going on right now. Um, one thing that I found interesting is that you've kind of always you've always like evolved the acronym for the band name, right? Yeah. So what is it now? Uh, on this record, it's. Um, I just want to make sure I get it right. <laughs> Look at the record over there. Um, it's um, revenge. Um, we have to add some words. It's revenge for authoritarian massacre of biodiversity for oligarchs. <laughs> Can you break that down for me? What does that mean? Well, um, you know, I mean, Trump got out, but like Trump was in. Um, then you know, there's directory in the Philippines. There's Bolsonaro in um, Brazil, and there's you know. Definitely other authoritarian um, politicians kind of gaining traction. And they're, you know, there's very um, um, bad for the environment. And, you know, they have ties to like these, you know, billionaire elites who really want to deregulate everything and, and really you know, destroy the environment. Um, so that just seemed like it was kind of um, a um, something we wanted to, to talk about. Um, you know, right. uh, but by the time the record came out, Trump was out. So, I mean, on the cover, you know, we have McConnell on there kind of representing that, but we have a, mm-hmm. we have Biden on there because, you know, the status quo isn't, you know, Biden's kind of returned to the status quo, but the status quo still, I mean, it's not, it's still, good. It's still yeah, it still supports, I mean, it's, I, it's really weird. I don't understand why, um, you know, the right is so angry at Biden. I mean, he's just kind of like, he's still, I mean, your life is hardly going to change under under Biden. It's still going to heavily right. support, you know, almost all your values, um, and maybe just be more sustainable. Like Trump is probably going to like be an unsustain, you know, like unsustainable version. Like he's going to give you a whole lot in the interim, but then everything's going to collapse. Biden's going to like keep you rich and probably, you know, but maybe not as rich as soon. As maybe not, you might not pilfer as much as quickly, but you're still. Be- maintain your status quo um and we still maintain you know you're still gonna make the rich rich and keep them rich but might not actually like tank everything quite as fast you know as as trump then would you know like but still it'd be still going downhill it's just you know you might actually last you know a decade or two longer with biden than with trump like it just like i don't get it it's like i don't think they really like like they're still they're still winning you right, know, it still just, seems like they're getting just, what they want. Yeah, yeah, they're just not going to win entirely, and then like everything fall apart right away. They're going to win over the long term, and, and then <laughs> things are going to fall apart in like a hundred, two hundred years, you know. <laughs> and that's better for everybody, I guess. But, <laughs> but uh, so you you came back at uh, I don't want to say at the right time, but you did come back at uh, at a time where there's plenty plenty to write about, plenty to talk about. Uh, one of the things that I found interesting that I didn't know until recently, and so looking into you guys coming back now, is all the stuff that you're involved in that's not punk, that's not punk music, I should say. The you're you're an ecologist, right? Is that, am I saying that correctly? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what what about that? And you incorporate a lot of that <clears throat> into into this. Um, I know you're big into bird watching, and that's very evident on the cover of this record. So tell me about combining these two things specifically for Defy Extinction. Well, you know, I've been into bird watching since I was nine. Nature's, you know, nature and punk to me is intrinsically linked because you're know, being like from Philly, kind of getting bullied for having ADHD and being in the nature. Like, um, you, you know, once you're old enough to switch from reading Ranger Rick. To like reading the magazines that come with your membership to like World Wildlife Fund or Nature Conservancy or whatever, you started like realizing that society was really terrible on nature. And so you're like, man, like I'm bullied and an outcast. And the thing I love, society destroys. So you're like, wow, is there a subculture for alienated kids that like deals with like these issues? And like I, I wish punk was more environmentally um, minded. Um, I mean, I know there's other there's some punk, you know, especially like in other parts of the world, seem to be a bit more than the United States. But, um, but it still speaks to a lot of these issues. It was just like seemed like it, was, it made a lot of sense to, you know, this is a good home for someone like me. And if anything, like punk, kind of 
derailed me from my career. Um, it kind of made me think like a nine to five job was probably terrible and there's no hope. So what, why go back to why go to school? Why, why try to get a job like in my, in the field that I love? Because, you know, the, what, the real way to save the environment, you know, it's destroy capitalism and, you know, what's the point of working with the system? So, I mean, like, so it kind of probably derailed me from a career, but I mean, I came back to it. So, so it's kind of like, you know, a positive feedback loop where I took, you know, even rather punk, I was kind of stuck in a suspended adolescence. I think a lot of us get into, but it also gave me like, you know, the DIY ethic, uh, maybe look at things differently. So when I was, when I did go back to school and I did like focus on getting a career in this field, I think it helped me kind of like play catch up because I was able to like think differently and approach things and, and have successes in my field because I had this background and, and knowing how to get things done. And I find a lot of people just don't know how to get things done because they're just, they're just used to like being a cop, you know, kind of like participating in, in the, the process. Yeah. They don't really like know how to like cut through the chase, cut, you know, and be like, let's just do this. Let's just make this happen. Let's just, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, like I've literally like gone and like, you're not, we're not getting people coming out to these, you know, bird walks. Why don't I just put up fly? I've literally had like a place, a wildlife refuge I used to work at was an intern. They told me how to stop advertising my events because there's getting too many people. I'm like, because <laughs> I just went and like put flyers up for it. Like yeah. I just knew how to, you know, and so to find people that I, I, I shared my interests with, I had to like go outside punk and that helped me kind of like put a lot of my, you know, a lot of my views it kind of made me, you know, have to talk to regular people and about what I think and and be able to like articulate, you know, when you know when you're just talking to like people who agree with you for 20 years, like mm-hmm. like you can you can believe you end up kind of taking what you believe for granted or like not really um have like it's almost like you don't have to think hard enough about it. You don't have to like defend it. You know, you don't have to like yeah, you don't get challenged. Yeah, because there's no one like no one's going to argue with you. But when you start like mm-hmm. just like just talking about regular you know stuff that you believe in, to like not even people who are like opposed, just like people who just like aren't you know signed up for exactly your set of beliefs, are just kind of like really like you think like they're I mean they're, and they agree with most of what you believe in, but like not necessarily like to the level you do, and then you have to like defend it or like you know I mean, the thing I always mention is like I don't know I thought like microwaves are bad. Because punks told me microwaves are bad, and then I talked to my friend, and they're like, "Why is the microwave bad? It all it just heats up food, like, you know, it just just makes molecules move like in a different kind of way, and right. it doesn't like you're like, well, I don't know, because other punks told me that microwaves <laughs> make your food not there, you know, nutritious, and they're like, no, it's fine, just another way of heating it up. So like, it's, and, and you know, I'm like, oh wow, like, so you know, if it, so it, you know. If anything, kind of like maybe like kind of like trim the fat and kind of like some views, you know, kind of cut out what was too naive, what was too insular from my beliefs and kind of like focus on, you know, challenging. So when we came back to this record, it's kind of like I'm more open minded, but but in some ways more focused, you know, because mm-hmm. I was able to like, you know, air these views and 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 see what, you know, made sense, you know, um, what I could like defend to the you know, the greater public rather than just like to a, a, you know, a room full of people who agreed with me, you know, like, right. So I think that was pretty important and effective. Yeah. I think it's helpful for everybody to get outside of their echo chamber and uh, be met with some, just, just like you said, it doesn't have to even be a negative challenging, just questions. Why? Just asking why, why do we do this? Why do we believe in this? Why do you think that, you know, because, uh, we all get caught in our loops, especially when we're younger. I, I like you think my involvement and passion for hardcore when I was in my early twenties totally derailed me from, I had a great job out of college and I was too into going to hardcore shows that I, that I think I've missed out on some opportunities for my personal actual growth instead of just like being there and, you know, (laughs) being at the best shows. But, uh, for the people who, um, because I got to imagine at this point, there's a lot of people who are into punk and hardcore, a couple of generations of maybe, maybe of punk and hardcore kids that have come and gone since Rambo left. How would you 
how would you introduce the band to them? Where would you want them to start? How would you explain what it was and what it was meant to be and what it's become? Yeah, and it's something I thought about because I've kind of come to think that like the time people really spend really, I think the average person who goes to show, you know, who makes up the audience of. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A crowd of a show. They probably really only spend, what do you think? four to seven years of their life actively going to shows. Yeah, probably. probably, That that might even be a long estimation. Yeah. And, you know, for us, we had, we were such a phenomenon with the super interactive shows. You know, if we do play live, it's going to be really strange because, you know, we were so used to having a certain kind of reaction. And, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, those people are in their mid, late 30s. I mean, some of those people are in their fifties to been, you know, but like by now, but like, you know, I think, yeah. you know, obviously the core Rambo fans were probably a good four to five years, five, four to seven years younger than the members of the band at the time, I would think. And so they're probably in their, you know, late thirties, early forties. Now they're not going to be building carver tanks and, and jumping off the stage, you know, um, right. just like a gladiator anymore. Um, so, you know, that's the, I mean, I, I'd probably just show people footage of, of our shows, you know, I mean, because I mean, that's what we're most known for, which is weird because we came back and made a record, not played shows. But um, but I mean, that was such what we were about with these ridiculous live shows, with you know, all the theatrics. And that is the thing that, you know, no, you know, no other band that I know of did and has done since, you know, there's been other bands. I mean, Guar has their thing. Uh, but it's not like we did, you know, it was this is giant state show with like theatrics and, mm-hmm. you know, but it wasn't like, um, it's like interactive thing and musical waste, um, didn't really do like the props, but they had like, you know, the boogie boards, and, like, but I, I think that's kind of changed now that they're, they play like much bigger venues and yeah. parties back at stores. So I don't really know if there was, you know, anybody really did what we did and, and had that going. And that was the thing that was most unique about us. So I would probably start with that. But also, but I think, you know, the reason why people, people wouldn't have done that if we weren't like about something, you know, like we, 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 you know, we were like, we did have like a whole ideology, but it was like a, you know, it was friendly. It wasn't like dogmatic. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, so I think like that helped, like, I don't think we could have just, I don't think we would, you know, we would have had the reaction if we just were a band that like had theatrics. I think, you know, we had theatrics associated. It kind of told a story. Um, so I think that, you know, it's important to talk about what, you know, our, our beliefs, but like, be like, the whole point was like, we're, we're trying to like hit you over the head with like dogmatic and like, syndicalist beliefs or whatever. Like, this is, it's more like, this is where we come from and what we think like, but we're not trying to like make you feel bad because you don't believe anything. What else are we going to sing about? But we're happy to play with bands that aren't as, you know, focused on these releases us that are just here to have fun and you know as long as you're not like racist or transphobic homophobic or whatever like we're happy to right. play with you whatever um but are not a you know like it was kind of approachable you know let, let not like you know browbeating you know might be highbrow hardcore but not browbeating hardcore i don't know you know yeah no no i do i do i do know exactly what you're saying and uh i feel like there there could have been maybe there were maybe there are like three types of people who were into Rambo. There were the people that were in there for the spectacle. 
people that were in there for the for the for the message, the politics, and the people that were in there for both. And uh, even if the spectacle is still not there, at least you still got two of two of the three that you could still uh, preach to, right? Not, I don't mean preach in a negative way. I just mean reach. I should say. Um, but defy extinction. I've listened to it quite a bit for over the last few weeks, and to me, it sounds. I mean, it sounds like Rambo, but it sounds a little heavier, a uh, little, more, little, little grittier, a little, little. There's a little more depth to the sound, I guess. I don't know if that has to do with the way it was recorded. I know you guys recorded all over the place with several different people with tons of collaboration. Tell me about the making of this record and what you think is different about this compared to the previous stuff. I mean, I think we we would have been happy to have these other records had the same kind of production value, the -hmm. same heaviness that came out of the production. I think we were never a band that... um, I talk about how like tragedy is a huge influence on us, but not in terms of wanting to like sound like them. Um, but in terms of they set the bar for like that you could be a you know a band from our background and, and invest in good production mm-hmm. and good songwriting. Like that was kind of like um, their influence on us. I mean, I think we actually might have even started before them. Again, his year is gone. Uh, we overlapped them for sure. But uh, um, you know that that whole scene, you know. Um, from you know, from Ashes Rise to um, or the Icons, you know, were was burned to death. Like we certainly didn't um, want to sound like any of those bands in particular, but just knowing that like it was okay to not sound like shit, you know, like so many good. <laughs> like I don't think it would have been like. I mean, I'm sorry, but like I mean, Hatebreed, you know, their first record, you know, was good, but Perseverance sounds so much better, and I, I don't like. Imagine if Satisfaction was recorded like like perseverance i mean it would have been better i mean who could argue with that right like, some of the some of I the songs were you know <laughs> yeah you know um i wish doom and if she noise terror had better recordings you know right, yeah. i mean nausea had pretty damn good recording and i you know um and i don't think and i think that you know they hold up really well because of it so i would have like and i think you know part, the heaviness in the over-the-top production like to me you know part of Rambo is like comedy mm-hmm. and you know it's comedy um like it's funnier sometimes like it gets I think the record's funnier because it sounds so serious you know what I mean like 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 it it's it's like if you don't sound like if if you don't try real hard and try to make it sound awesome then like it's it sounds like you're like well we're trying to make you know like we're not trying as hard because it's a joke it's like it's so much funnier if it's on top of this really well done, you know, well produced music. I think it makes it a lot, you know. So, I mean, I think that's part of it. Like, I think we always would have liked the sound this huge. I mean, I think that's like, you know, it's like why, um, you know, like, I don't know. I think, I think like Bolt Thrower album covers are hilarious. Uh, they're funnier than like a cartoon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like albums that are like, because it's like someone like painted all that stuff that's hilarious you know like so i kind of feel like that's what like our record is like it's like a it's like you know it just fits you know the hugeness i think you know we always we just had the frankly we just had you know the means the time and the money to be able to put into it you know we recorded it before relapse was even on the table this was mostly is our guitar player andy who put the money you know i I put some money into it so full but like you know we put like maybe you know I mean, Andy, Andy probably put five times um, into it what we did. Um, like, so, you know, we put up our own money to make it sound like this before we even had a label, you know? And I don't know, I don't think you have, I don't, I don't think we're recouping, you know? Um, so, but that's like the, uh, you know, we wanted to make it, you know, sound like this, you know, it was very intentional. And I think we would love to have the other records sound like this. I mean, right, I think right. Bring It sounds really good. But I think Brigham would have sounded, you know, Kurt did a great job. But like, if we spent two weeks with Kurt, it would have been so much better, you know. So, 
Well, yeah, and I mean, even even for as good as Kurt is, he's come a long way in uh, however many years have passed since since bringing. Yeah. I know you did a lot of this with uh, with Taylor Young, who's not a who is, is a very popular name, right? In in uh, extreme heavy music right now, but not someone I would typically associate with. A, it was not somebody I would ever guess would be handling a Rambo record, and I think that's very cool. And obviously, I think it has a lot to do with why it sounds so heavy. Um, was that a was that a name? you guys knew you wanted to reach out to? Well, uh, we did originally want to uh, record with Kurt again, um, and it just didn't work out um, time-wise. But also, um, I think Kurt recommended him, but also I think Mm. Andy just knew about him too. It was kind of like, I wouldn't even say like, I would think, I don't, I mean, I love Kurt. Um, I mean, I'm good. I'm friends with him too. I like him very much as a, as a person. Um, so I would like to, you know, uh, be fun to see him again and spend you know, some time with him. But, um, you know, he's in Massachusetts and he's in Los Angeles, you know? Um, so, mm-hmm. um, it might not have worked out anyway, um, to do that. But I think if we would have, if we didn't know Kurt, we didn't have a history with Kurt and Rambo was looking to record again, I, I, I would think it would, no one we know i think it would have probably been you know him or taylor would have been it would have been like which one of these two guys you know what i mean right, it's like right. one of these guys is going to be the guy so i think like if it wasn't like taylor was our second choice it was you know i think if we would approach it from, from scratch he would have been right up there with Kurt. it would have been a, a, a coin toss who would have gone to i think there's like the two guys that really you know know how to make a sound like you want it to sound like yeah, yeah, that's good. When you also are, go, are working with Relapse Records on this, the Philadelphia, of course, based Relapse Records, was it ever a consideration going somewhere else, or was that just kind of we're here, they're here, it's about time it happens? Um, they were our first choice. Um, I think uh, I don't know who who, who else would have made more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the labels we work with before don't really do new records anymore you know right. so um and so it just seemed like well who else you know we have uh, we've known uh, have history of relapse it goes back over 20 years um and we have friends that are on the label speak highly of them kind of makes sense you know um it would it seemed like it would have made the, the most sense to to of who's around I, you know um we would have basically just kind of like I don't know who else would have would have made sense to work with um, besides them. So it was kind of natural, and I'm glad you know they um, did it because you know we're not an active playing band, so you know that's a, a big deal for them to you know work with us at this level. And um, I really appreciate it. And they've been phenomenal to work with. Mm-hmm. Just the best people and wonderful. So everything looks you know sounds amazing. It looks amazing. So. It does. I mean, from what I've from what I've heard and what I've seen, looks great. You mentioned a couple of times, and I've seen commented in uh, in this month's decibel. Also, shout out to Philadelphia for that one. Um, that you guys are active, but maybe not playing shows. What's the deal? Is, is Rambo gonna be a, a live act or not? Or to to be determined. I would. I think if we like to be invited. Mm-hmm. Um. So we don't want to just like assume that we were this thing that, you know, hundreds of people came out to see us play back in the day. Right. We don't want to just be like, well, that'll happen again. Um, we want to, if there's an indication that people want to see us and that will probably help determine there is a big logistical challenge, you know, to get the band has not been in the same room together. You know, we <laughs> like, we'd have to like, do a lot to be able to play live and find another guitar player. I don't, you know, again, I don't know if we we get Bo or or uh, um, Mick to come back, or if we get um, somebody like maybe someone in Los Angeles, like the like, you know, one of our friends who lives out there because they could practice with Andy and, and Jared, and then like Bo and I could fly out. Like I don't know how it would work mm-hmm. exactly. Right. Um, also, you know, Andy's a, a very successful cinematographer. It's he could literally lose thousands if not tens of thousands of dollars for going on tour with us you know it sounds crazy to, to say that but like <laughs> he might have to turn down like like a whole bunch of music video uh, commercials or music video or feature film 
mm-hmm. to, to play a festival or two. You know what I mean? Like, like there's are considerations to think about, you know, me, it'd just be a matter of vacation time. Um, but for, Hey, that's um, valuable when you got a family that's valuable as hell. It is. But my, my wife is dead. You know, she's, she's, uh, been like, yeah, you got to do it. If it comes up. And luckily I, I, I had, a, you know, I'm pretty, I have a good amount of vacation because I work for the government. <laughs> they, uh, they take care of you. It's funny. It's an old anarchist talk about the benefits of work for the government, but man, they do take care of you. Um, you know, make a decent salary, not the great salary, but a good salary, great benefits for America. Pretty good vacation. I need to get, I need to get hired by the government. I always said that because you got like a, don't you get like a 30 year thing? Maybe I don't know. Maybe this isn't your case, but like you get to retire after 30 years. I know in a lot of places, a lot of local government. And that to me is like the, I mean, now it wouldn't matter. It'd be as good as now it's too late for me to have that perk count, but it'd be a pretty, yeah. Cool uh, I mean, I, I have a, it's not even thir- I mean, it depends on how long you work, you know, but like you start, you know, is that even necessarily 30? You get, you know, collect your pension after, well, you invested over 10 years, but it goes, mm-hmm. but, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll have a pension. So nice, that's nice. That's awesome. Well, um, you touched on it a couple of times, and uh, it was certainly one of the questions I was going to ask you is that. Rambo was known for these live shows, these spectacles almost. And uh, a lot of the, the that crowd who was participating in that has aged out, as you mentioned, or just doesn't want to be doesn't want to be doing participating at, the, at that uh, in that capacity anymore. So would it or I mean, who knows? Maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they got one good one in them, you know, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> but but I mean, would it be would it just be a disappointment to play a Rambo show now and have it be just like a standard hardcore punk show? I mean, that is that is a that is a fear, and that is something that like you know we've talked about being like, would it be a disappointment to play and not have that? You know, um, part of you know, I think if we played, depending on how we did it, uh, I think we would create a spectacle um, <laughs> that would be fun to watch, even if the crowd didn't. You know, um, but I would say, you know, sometimes we had these shows in like Sweden and like Holland. Um, I've kind of noticed these countries that are like, I don't know, super liberal democracies for like the light. It's like the pinnacle of like quality of life countries. Mm-hmm. I feel like those shows like tend to not be as crazy for us, but they'd almost be like stand up comedy. We're like, while they wouldn't have this like monstrosity, between, you know, I would like almost like do like mini stand up routines like in between songs, mm-hmm. and that would go over really well. And they would be like really fun on another level, like that. And so, I wonder if that would be, you know, like if there'd be a, you know, if there'd be another way Rebel would, would translate, you know, on a different yeah. level. Who knows, you know? Um, so, I mean, I think we're a really, really good band, <laughs> irrespective of our spectacle. So, I mean, I go see bands that are just play really good music sometimes. So maybe that's just what we could do, you know? But yeah, yeah. We'd always have some theatrics um, about our, you know, there's just no way I'm going to be in a band that doesn't have theatrics. Um, right. Like, I just can't imagine, you know, like, we're going to wear stupid looking outfits at the very least um, and have some sort of, you know, like probably some mascots will show up or things, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, so even if the crowd doesn't do it, we would, but you know, who knows, you know? Um, yeah. It's interesting. Cause you, you, the music does absolutely stand on its own, right? It's just, it's just, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just the precedence you set from, from all the years that you've existed and the shows that you had before of what people, I I'd imagine people outsiders or not outsiders, but people would expect and maybe you guys would expect, but I also think it's a different time. And although Rambo has always been a, a friendly, I would say a friendly band, um, the chaos and the, even if it's faux violence might not be as well received these days as it was back then. Have, has that been any consideration? You know, I don't know. Um, because, you know, the, our attention was always that, like, we would provide a way to, like, 
dance to aggressive music that wasn't like but you know my era my generation came you know like on the heels of like the revolution summer Mm -hmm. and and uh there was like bands would like sit on the you know had the audience sit on the floor (laughs) like and and we were like that's lame like i get it like (laughs) yeah i don't want to who wants to get beat up by skinheads but like I don't, you know, like, let's have some fun. Um, so I feel like Rambo was like, you know, part of like, let, hey, it's okay to like circle pit and mosh, like stage dive, but like, let's do it in a way where like everybody, like if you get hurt, it was an accident rather than like somebody yeah. was just like windmilling and like trying to be, you know, like, like showing off and like, or, or, or outright being violent towards somebody else, you know, like, mm-hmm. So let, let's just be goofy and and have fun and and I, I don't know like I still think a lot of people want to um, enjoy brutal music in a way that doesn't where you don't feel like you're being bullied or you're like scared, um, mm-hmm. you know like and I I would hope that like that would still translate you know I don't I don't know um, like why 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 do you want to listen to like crazy music and not you know have you know. Be a little I, crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I feel like that would, you know, that's still something people would want to do. You know, I don't know. Who knows? Well, it, it doesn't matter because at this point, you guys aren't playing any shows, right? But you do have Defy Extension coming out on Relapse Records. Um, like I said, I've listened to it a ton. I really enjoy it. Um, as any fan, like from, from somebody who loved the old stuff, this is this is this is I think your best record, and that's weird to say about a reunion record, but it but I think it's, I think it's actually accurate. So thanks for thanks for getting the band back together and putting this out because I've enjoyed it. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on here. This has been a, a, a pleasure. So there you have it. That was my conversation with Tony. The song you just heard was a title track of a Defy Extinction. It was called Defy Extinction. Out now, everywhere, on Relapse Records. One of the, if not the, best record labels there is. That says a lot, doesn't it? But it's true, because it doesn't matter if you like hardcore, heavy metal, grindcore, death metal, black metal, any types of metal, noise rock, whatever, you can probably find it on relapse records i know you can find it on relapse records i used to love getting those contamination compilations with is that what they were called contamination or contaminated i don't know back in the age when every label had compilations century media's identity comps whatever nuclear blasts were called 
Uh, Metal Blade certainly had them. I forget. I, I'm, I'm, I'm losing track of names right now. So to tell you the truth, not feeling well, feeling a little under the weather. I wish it was COVID. I always want COVID. This is true. I want COVID. I test myself. I don't have it. I only had it once. It was great. I'd love to have it back again. Anyway, relapse records rules. So does Rambo. Thanks to Tony for coming on to talk to me about the band, their new record, and their lack of shows. Though maybe you'll see something coming in the near future. Who's to say? I guess they are, but it's not me, for sure. Anyway, I'm still watching the U.S. beat Wales one to nothing, so don't worry. They haven't won or lost yet, so no need to celebrate or revolt. That's just soccer talk, and that'll probably be the end of soccer talk for for eternity on Getting It Out podcast. And let's end this thing. I'm tired. It hurts to talk. But first, I want to tell you about the brand new Getting It Out YouTube page. Yes, YouTube page. Who knew that we needed this? Don't worry. It won't have a lot of stuff that you haven't seen before, though it might. I'm working on what goes there. But definitely what's going there in the near future and recent past is the getting it in the mail videos all straight to YouTube, uploading all at once. You can check them all out. I'll make a playlist. Don't worry, I did that for you. And watch me open mail and such, which I'm going to do a little bit of right now. So be on the lookout for new getting in the mail episodes. Anyway, how about we end this with a relapse record song? A new relapse record song from one of the best bands on the label, Obituary. They got a new record called Dying of Everything. Ain't that the truth? That bad boy doesn't come out for a couple months, but while that January 13th release date is a little far out, you can listen to a track right now. I'm going to play it for you. In fact, it's called The Wrong Time, and now's the right time for you to hear it. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 